I'm bothered more, I think, by Chris Pratt playing Garfield than Chris Pratt playing Mario. <laughs> yes. I is don't that know. because just... is that Oh, I shouldn't be holding up a knife. Why are you holding a knife? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's my fidget, okay? Hello there. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Talk to me, Goose. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Fine, so I could do this all day. Are you watching closely? Welcome everybody to the One End Film Podcast. I'm your host Seth Mossberg, and Happy New Year! It's 2024. Woo! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I forgot to be excited. <laughs> so much uh, happened got... in 2023. It slowed me down. Yeah. No, it That's is all. the new year, and that means we have a year of movies to look forward to. We're going to be talking about some of them. Some of them I didn't even know were coming out, and it's going to be some good conversation. We got Zach, Will, and Josh here. I don't think we've we haven't had a four person episode in a while, so this is going to be fun. Uh, hopefully, in December, we'll come back to this episode and see what we got wrong. But I also suggested for the 2023 recap that we do like awards for like kind of like our own Oscars. So we'll see mm. if that happens. But for now, we're just going to look at this list of upcoming 2024 movies and uh, figure out what we're excited for, what we know about them, and uh, let's get into it. Shall we? Yeah. Uh, the first one, we're going to be going chronological order. So that's soonest release to the latest release, to the best of my knowledge. Most of this list comes from Variety and the most anticipated movies of 2024. That was updated uh, very recently. But there are going to be movies that come up that are going to be really good. Those are the ones I'm excited for. For example, Godzilla Minus One was not on our radar last year, and that turned out to be an amazing movie. So... I can't wait to find out what those are for 2024, and there's going to be some pretty big flops on this list too. But starting off, we got Argyle. Do you guys know anything about Argyle? I know Henry Cavill <laughs> is in it, and that's all I need to know. I saw the trailer. That's Henry Cavill. Yeah. And did you just call him Cavill? Cavill? Oh, it's Cavill, isn't it? It's it's Henry Cavill. Cavill. Every I have never. Okay. Ca- it's not Camilla Deville. <laughs> it's. It's, it's it's Cavill. It's not Cavill. <laughs> okay. Henry what I was going to say, though, is that Henry Henry Cavill uh, has a funny <laughs> haircut. Cavill. Cavill. I'm saying it right. Isn't that the right? Henry Cavill. You're putting, Cavill. Too much, okay. you're putting too much emphasis on the wrong syllable. Go ahead. We know <laughs> who you're talking about. Cavill. Henry Cavill. He's got a funny haircut, and apparently Dua Lipa can act now. Only two <laughs> things I have to say about that movie. I'm about actually it. super excited for it, only because the concept seems super interesting, and it <laughs> looks fun. The title doesn't really give away what it is. You have to watch the trailer to understand. And I think it's really fun. It looks like a fun take on a creative side. Like I believe it's a writer's story who's actually like her fictional story is either come to life or is actually real. And she doesn't realize that it's been real the whole time, something like that. But it's about spies. It's got some pretty cool action shots in the trailer. I'm excited to see it. It looks good. It looks really and Henry Cavill ha- and Henry Cavill has a weird haircut, so that's plus. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I remember hearing that this was coming out, and I saw the the pictures of Henry Cavill, and I was like, like, what is this movie? It looks so dumb if they're gonna put him in that, but then it makes more sense when you see the trailer. So check that out if you have it. Madam Webb. I didn't realize this was coming out so soon, but it's it's on the top charts. I think it's a spring movie. Oh, I thought it was Zach. even sooner than that. I thought it was in like February. I might we be wrong. Fact check this. February fourteenth. You're right. Oh yeah, February fourteenth. Okay, here, I'm going to insert this fun fact for 2024 movies. The only Marvel movies are Sony Marvel. 
There well, are no MCU movies. No, there's Deadpool 3. Still not official. I mean, okay. It's, we'll get to that when we talk about Deadpool 3. Okay. When you consider the MCU and the movies that they released in 2023, there is none on the 2024 list. And this is both because of the actor strike and because they said they were going to be start reevaluating. They said that. I don't know if they will. But that's really interesting that we're really not going to have Marvel in theaters for a whole year. That used to be a terrible thing back when COVID hit and we were like, oh no, we're not going to have Marvel for a year. Now I'm kind of glad. We will have TV yeah. shows apparently and we'll get to those at the end. But this that was something I realized is it's Sony Marvel that is going to take the stage in 2024. I'm okay with that. I think I'm really okay with that. Okay, but do you know the Mo- Sony Marvel movies that are coming out? Well, Madame Web, <laughs> Madame Web is one oh, of them. Oh, really? How do you know that one? <laughs> just, just heard about it from a friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Madame Web is an interesting one. It's, it's like anything Sony Marvel does has been like why. It's almost like mm. the DCEU the, this last year, where you don't really know why they're doing it. But at least Sony Marvel isn't dying. Like they're still making mm-hmm. movies, like the hit hit blockbuster Morbius. <laughs> Come on, that had so many good memes, though. I'm telling you, that's what it's Madame cool. Web is gonna be. That's what I hope it's gonna be. Morbed all over the place. Probably. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it just it's it's the thing about like the like the Sony Marvel stuff is that like they only have like a very select amount of like copyright that they can claim over the marvel over like the the marvel heroes or um, thing basically they only have like a select amount of like things that they can actually use to make movies which is like why there's like Mm -hmm. that weird you know like marvel has like disney wants spider-man sony kind of has spider-man that that whole dynamic so they're only able to like make a a a smaller amount of like films but most of those films are usually standalones like we we've had venom and we've had like the the spider-man's kind of working with the the mcu and then who are some other ones you had like morbius so it's interesting where like i think that in some case that can kind of help sony in the fact like they're not trying to build a cinematic universe because they kind of can't i mean at least not to the same extent that, that disney and marvel has but they're mostly just putting out like standalone movies based on sometimes obscure characters within like the spider-man franchise which is it's just like a very mm-hmm. fascinating thing like we'll get to it later but like when I heard that they were making a movie about Craven, I was like, I mean, okay, but like, why? Because like, <laughs> oh, wow. it's just yeah. a very fascinating way how like that copyright has worked and that's shaping how Sony is making movies compared to like Disney and Marvel, mm-hmm. which is like pumping out everything because they have like the rights to like everything and they can, and they can actually connect it all together to make this cinematic universe. Yeah, I think they do well with what they have and they don't have a lot. They have Spider-Man and they really use that. Obviously the Spider-Verse movies have done insanely well but the live action ones have kind of flopped but they're better than dc <laughs> you gotta give them that i know blue beetle did um, pretty good compared to, to i like blue beetle, a lot. blue beetle is a blue yeah. beetle was an oddball i would say but yeah i don't know i i, I feel like madame webb is unfortunately marvel's batwoman can't batwoman mm. got canceled but I feel like these two movies would give off the same vibe. Is my opinion, my prediction. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if we'll yeah, see it. Madam Web looks a lot like an early two thousands Marvel film, but not like mm-hmm. Spider Man or X Men. More like Daredevil or Elektra. Mm-hmm. So you're I don't right. have the highest hopes for yeah. it. So <laughs> it's almost yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. It's like it's still it sits in that era of do you know how to make a superhero movie or at the very least yeah. building up to. Uh, somewhat decent average superhero movie it's gonna be it's gonna be a five it's gonna be like a yeah wasn't good wasn't bad apparently supposed to feature a young ben parker 
So I think that's probably mm. the most interesting part of it. I will yeah. say this could be interesting for this live action Spider-Verse or its tie-ins mm. to Into the Spider-Verse and, and that trilogy because they made it obvious that you, you can tie into not only live action Spider-Man, but Lego Spider-Man and all others. I just wanted to call out the Lego Spider-Man scene. That was really cool. But there was there was live action in the latest one. There was references to the the, the three Spideys that we've known. Because Madam Web is supposed to be like the queen of the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. Something like that. Something like yeah. that. And she's supposed to be an old woman, but apparently she's played by Dakota Johnson or whatever. But regardless... You need to have someone attractive in the role. That's how it works <laughs> Honestly, honestly yep. they needed somebody who looked good to to carry that movie because I don't know what else is bringing it along. Yeah. I think if I had to predict anything, it could be good because of Spider-Verse possibilities. There you go. That's fair. Speaking of <laughs> movies that need attractive lead roles to carry the film, we got Timothy Chalamet, Florence Pugh, Zendaya, <laughs> and then Christopher Walken, all four and of them. And Austin in, Butler. In Dune 2, Part 2. Austin oh, yeah, Butler. Can't, can't forget about Austin Butler. <laughs> Elvis I was mainly himself. just thinking about Christopher Walken. He's uh, too <laughs> old. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. The Dune movies have a lot of studs. We'll say that both male and female. It is crazy how many big name actors they got to play to to take roles in that movie. So yeah. I'm excited to see it. This probably will actually make me want to watch Dune and I heard so many good things. And finish about it. One I've got to I've got to watch it. Yeah, I'm. It's not bad. I, I it's. I've heard is really good, and uh, so watch that, and then watch Doom Part Two, and let us know how they work. Kung Fu Panda Four. Are you guys Kung Fu Panda people? I'm a Kung Fu Panda person. Okay, okay. I think I think you. Po are. has my heart. I love <laughs> yes. I think due to the say. nature of video essays online, I've grown more attached to the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. Like I watched yeah. them a little bit when growing up. But I've never been like super, super attached to them. But I've like grown more appreciative towards them, and the fact that they had a really good trilogy. So I'll just say this: like pretty much for the Comfort Panda Four, I was like, "Oh, neat. Why?" And please don't mess up. That's pretty much my thoughts. Yeah. We have a number a, on a... this list for this year of like why you didn't need to make another one, but it could be good. Like Kung Fu Panda, I know, has had a lot of a, a big loving fan base because DreamWorks is the way it is. That's how DreamWorks movies tend to go, and I hope they can deliver. But Again, maybe three was just enough to stop at, and we're still in that era of just riding off of other winners from from the past and, and riding off in nostalgia. Yeah, the trilogy that is, a good is very special to me, especially the first two. And it, it seemed kind of obvious that they were just planning three. So, mm -hmm. I mean, this... This feels a lot like Toy Story 4 to me, just that same type of situation where, especially, it's kind of worrisome to me how little the Furious 5 have been in the marketing this far. In Toy mm. Story 4, you know, a lot of the main characters from the first three films got pushed to the side, so I'm kind of afraid that's going to happen to the Furious 5 and Kung Fu Panda 4 here now, and I want you to care about this new character instead of all these characters that you've cared about in the past films. So I'm cautiously optimistic. I think you bring up a good point with Toy Story 4. We should talk about that sometime because it's a great trilogy, I think. Toy Story 4 is one that should have ended at a trilogy. It had a good ending, but I also think that the fourth installment was insanely good for the sake of animation, for one, because I do have a degree in animation. Okay. <laughs> he does have a degree in animation. <laughs> okay, Seth, I know you've mentioned it a couple times. That's one movie series that you can compare the first one and the last one and be like, wow. Computer technology has changed. But besides that, it had a good story, maybe not centered around Andy, like the first three did, but I I still think it wasn't bad. I don't think it leaned into bad. It's a, a topic for another time, but that's yeah. kind of yeah. when we get into, we get outside of a trilogy 
is a lot of movies have finished their trilogies in these last couple of years. And then they've announced a fourth movie, even as late as long ago as Indiana Jones 4. It's like, why? You have a trilogy. A trilogy is a good, a good number, a good amount of time to tell a, a, a longer story. So why do a fourth one unless it's necessary to the story and actually builds off of it? And like what you're saying, Zach, is are they starting a whole new story arc without the characters you've been along with the ride with this whole time or are they actually telling a story that could and needs to be told for that world but why stop at three when you can make four and then make more money more money money is the motivation yeah just just a random thing yeah. i noticed just in regards to like the list you have i'll just quickly put this out there but i did like do a quick measurement and like I think you have, just in regards to, like, the movies that you have on the list that we've got, like, 28 films or so, and, like, out of all of those films for next year, like, only four of them are completely original in the sense that they're not based, they're not an adaptation, they're not a sequel to anything, they're mm. not based on any existing IP. And those ones that I see so far are, like, Argyle, Civil War, The Fall Guy, and If. So that just, just a little bit of food for thought to think about the fact that, like, most of the major films that at least that we're going to be talking about are adaptations or their sequels, or they're based on something that already exists rather than being yes, generally a, a new concept. You make a great point, Will. I was looking at it myself and I was like, yeah, there's even some oddballs like Borderlands, which I was like, well, Borderlands would be original, but no, Borderlands is based off of a video game. So yeah, we'll get to those in a bit. I was just going to say, they have said that this might start a new trilogy, which I guess is kind of mm. promising than just having a fourth film, but We'll see. Just make a new story, a new characters, new world. Doesn't need to be Kung Fu Panda. I am all for Kung Fu Panda. I, you guys sound kind of skeptical about it, but I'm <laughs> stoked. I'm stoked. I okay. Kung Fu Panda is close to me because it was Kung Fu Panda has the first time I ever like actually got chills from a movie, mm. and that's from the second one where he starts like uh doing. <laughs> You guys know exactly the fireballs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I I remember watching that in theaters, and I was like grabbing my seat on the edge, like this mm. is the coolest thing. This is peak animation. This is peak storytelling right here. And I thought that the third was also great. Like Kai's theme was, uh, I also gave me goosebumps. It's it's just a great trilogy, and I heard that they were also going to be making a, a new trilogy, and I was all for it because I cannot get enough of Jack Black playing a panda that eats a ton of dumplings and knows kung fu and is like mm. the greatest at kung fu like that's yeah. that's like what what a setup i think it's great i'm stoked that scene of poe throwing the fireballs at the end of kung fu panda 2 is mm. such a fond chi childhood memory for me seeing that in theaters so is good. so awesome yeah yeah that's why i'm hyped for this one yeah. purely because of that i added it to my list I'll get it watched. I do appreciate from what I've seen, the few clips I've seen, is the Poe and his dad the adopted jokes are so funny. <laughs> those, oh, yeah. those are good. <laughs> those are good. Anyways, moving on quickly and swiftly because we're already a number of minutes into this episode. Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. I have not watched any Ghostbusters movies, actually. I haven't even watched the originals. This is where Zach yells at me for not watching a classic. Uh, I mean, I just saw them recently in the past couple of years, so... <laughs> okay. I'm not going to judge you yeah, too much for these. I did see that the... <laughs> it would be one thing if Ghostbusters was continuing on in name only with a new cast, and it is to a degree, but it's still roping in the old guys because I don't know that they yeah. trust their own story and their own production. Like, if they're still relying on the on the old guys like bill murray and i don't even know the names of the other people i i don't know that they trust themselves so i wish they would get a good story down and and let those guys be let them let them retire man yeah bill murray does not look like he's 
he's ready for another film. He's getting he's getting kind of old. How old yep. is he? He is 73 years old. Oh my god. 74 goodness. this year. So he's yeah. yeah. Not as bad as not as bad. I shouldn't say as bad. Being old is a gift. Yes. I've seen videos of Dick Van Dyke and he is a thriving 98-year-old. Like he is working out, he's going to theaters, he's man. Besides the point. Godzilla X Kong. Have any of you kept up with the Monsterverse? <laughs> I've seen I... Godzilla and Skull Island. Mm. You so. you got to watch minus 1. I've heard so okay. many good things. Godzilla minus 1 is uh... not a Monsterverse movie. It's it's a standalone. Don't rope it into that garbage. No, um that... Fair enough, fair enough. But My, I just think big monster, big cool. True. <laughs> Monsterverse might be garbage, but it's fun garbage. It's yeah. fun garbage. Bars. My my college roommate and I were going to be like the Mon- Monsterverse stands. Like we watched Skull Island before Godzilla vs. Kong came out. And then we went and saw Godzilla vs. Kong and we were like, this kind of sucks. Like it doesn't have a story. It's just mm-hmm. monster punchy punchy lizard versus monkey superhero movie, which has its place. It just doesn't make make for a good movie. It makes for a good action special. And that's what these movies are. I think that that they're going a little crazy with like the earth in the middle of the earth and whatever they call it. I I think they're biting off way more than they can chew, is my opinion. I agree. I do think that the Godzilla vs. Kong did deliver exactly what people wanted. And I think they're still kind of trying to push it. Like, you're going into a big, big monster movie to see big monsters fight in a tremendous amount of CGI budget. And I think I think they're going to do great in delivering that. It's a very Americanized version of these characters. And I, I, I think King Kong is technically an American character, but especially modern Hollywood, what they've done to classic characters like Godzilla and Kong is kind of disappointing, especially after seeing Godzilla minus one. Um, Civil War, not Captain America Civil War. Civil War is going to be a movie about what if America went to, went to war with itself today. I've seen the trailer. It's kind of chilling. I'm sure it's not going to lean on the Christian conservative side of things as I the side that I identify with, but it would be interesting as a, as a fictional outlook on like civil war in American history was a long time ago in the early, early years of the country. And what would that look like now, especially with how ideologies have changed? So I would hope for at least an accurate perspective on people's opinions and worldviews instead of a straw man fallacy the whole way for both sides but i think it's interesting enough to to give it a watch and see this this would probably play into our culture versus entertainment topical episode that we did of is this descriptive of what we're seeing now or is it going to influence a a big shift in politics and in our social climate and in america i have seen the trailer and there's a few things that are interesting one is that it's by a 24 I think that's the correct company, mm-hmm. which is not A24. like Hollywood specifically. It's kind of, it's not an indie company, but it's like its own thing. So that's interesting. But I think that might mean that it's not going to be as preachy, hopefully, or prescriptive. I used to described it. And based on what I can tell about like the trailer is that they are, it's obviously being made in a climate where a lot of Americans are feeling more contentious and there's a greater political divide between progressive and conservatives within the country. And that is obviously kind of like, not necessarily feeding on that, but it's like, very much emerging out of that discourse that's happening in the country right now and there's our growing there is a slightly growing fear of a what would happen if you know revolts and actual violence and civil war actually happens in this country there's a growing fear for that nowadays and i think that's just kind of an outburst of that from what i can tell from the trailer the 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 
civil war that's being depicted isn't being shown specifically as a completely progressive and conservative who's right who's wrong type of a thing because i um as far as i as far as i'm aware the western forces which are like the bad guys i think are is like texas and california which you wouldn't normally assume would you know, oh. due to political, general political affiliations went to lying or whatever. My prediction would probably be that the film is basically going to show the horrors of civil war and the, like, the the dangers that, like, that can bring, especially as we go into election year, which is going to be very politically tumultuous because it's always like that. So mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting how it all ends up and how it will be received by most people. You give, You bring up a good point, having it release in an election year, and it is earlier in the year, but... I think that that could be interesting to see how this could overlap with, you know, primaries and the official election in November. So trying to stay neutral, you guys. I'm trying. <laughs> Coming up on one of my most anticipated movies of 2024 <laughs> is The Fall Guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm wow. so stoked for this one. I've seen, I, anytime I see the trailer, I'm like, Uh, such a white boy of me, I know. But man, Ryan Gosling, Emily Blunt, I believe it's Winston Duke is in it. And yep, just is. just the concept of a stuntman who needs to like, it, it, that's another of the early 2000s vibe of movies is like a stuntman needs to suddenly go on an adventure and use his, his skills that are supposed yeah. to be fake and actually use them to win yeah. the loves, the, the, his love and and win her heart it's like it seems yeah. like a wacky and fun movie and honestly this is so weird seeing ryan gosling jump from the from the camera arm onto the helicopter is gets me hyped so much i cannot wait for this movie and it's gonna be so goofy <laughs> and so fun i'm i'm really excited my my dad and i are actually planning on going because he actually watched the <laughs> the tv series that it was adapted on Oh, uh, it's an adapt like, adaptation. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not original, but it's an uh, adaptation of a TV series turned into a movie. It's fine. So I, I haven't seen it. it so to me, it's still original. be good. Yeah, it's not very heard of. I think they kind of just found something that maybe like a small small niche of people found mm -hmm. and liked, and then they're like, yeah. "This is great. Let's show the rest of the world this." So I think that's kind of yeah. their goal with it, and it's going to be good. That stuff, I don't mind. Those type of adaptations, I think, are really good. Taking something small and bringing it to light. Something, Things like yeah. Garfield. Garfield is coming up in a second. Everyone knows Garfield. Maybe not the younger generation. That, that kind of scares me. Does, does, does Gen Alpha know about Garfield? Regardless, yeah, taking lesser-known things and bringing them to more popular, through more popular means, I think, is a lot of fun. Well... It's more Ryan Gosling content, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm not complain either. More Ryan Gosling memes is just... You know, it, look, it looks like 20 other action films, but I mean, it's, it still looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, if we're, if we're going to move on to the next one, speaking of Ryans that we just can't get enough of, we got <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in, in It, or yes. Imaginary Friend. Dude, I've been itching to watch another Ryan Reynolds movie for a while. And uh, I'm really excited for this one. I'm really excited one, for this one. This one reminds me of Inside Out in live action, but it's different because it's not emotions. It's it's imaginary friends. But man, it's a good idea. It's one of those John yeah. Krasinski, Ryan Reynolds type of movies that is like in a pitch meeting, you're, the intern goes, what about this idea? And you're like, that's a good idea. We're making that one. And it, it looks like it's made with heart with John Krasinski directing yeah. and Ryan Reynolds starring and a bunch of other big names. I think it's going to be great. When did John Krasinski start directing? Quiet Place, right? With The Quiet Place, yeah. 
this is news to me. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's what's I so good. Feel really behind. Yeah. 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 I, I think. I think the the directors or the the actors who direct are some of the best. Tom Cruise, Ryan Reynolds, Tom Cruise, John Krasinski. Tom Cruise acts and well, not directs. He's not a director, okay. but he has a huge hand in making yeah. the movie come to life from the behind the scenes. He doesn't just receive a script and do what he's told. He has a hand in in making it happen. That yeah, goes. I was just gonna say about about if. I mean, it's John Krasinski's third movie he's directing and it's just so different and so random compared to the mm-hmm. a quiet place film so that's really interesting to see and having ryan reynolds in the lead role super cool it's awesome mm-hmm. yeah but it's also there was a cartoon from like the early 2000s called foster's home for imaginary friends i don't know if anyone's ever heard of that mm. but this movie is basically the same type of thing so but it still looks like a really fun movie and I'm, I'm probably going to see it. So. Oh, you're right. It's uh, even got a big purple monster. With John Krasinski yeah. <laughs> co-directing If, I got a question. Does that mean that he's still going to be uh, directing in A Quiet Place Day 1? No, he won't be directing that one. The concept is his idea, but he's not directing. Hmm. Okay, because I was just wondering, because that's gnarly if he's trying to co-direct two movies coming out in 2024 so close together. But that's it. I'm gonna... You know, Ryan Reynolds and John Krasinski are two of the most charming guys in Hollywood, so it's just going to be yeah. really cool to see him do a movie together. So For sure. Furio... Fur... Fury... Fury... Oh, I had... Zach, help me. I Zach, help sounded me. out. Furiosa. Oh, go- Furiosa. Mad Max. I know that some people really like Mad Max, but I also feel like it falls into the Fast and Furious type of fans, but also they're made few and far between, so it's not that bad. I... Uh, has anyone watched Fast and Fur- or Fa- Mad Max at all? No. Okay. I feel like you made one of the fan bases very mad, though, by comparing them. <laughs> to Fast and Furious? Yeah. yeah, you're right. Was it a game? Oh. Oh, no. So, okay. So, basically, this is a prequel to the Mad Max Fury Road movie, Fury which came Road. out in 2015 by George Miller. And that was a... It was, the, like, the fifth one in the Mad Max franchise. And Fury, the character of Furiosa was a really important character in that film. And this is, like, a her story, essentially. So, okay. it seems like an interesting film, but... And it's Anya Taylor-Joy and Chris Hemsworth. Seems legit. I don't know. I haven't watched them, so... Hope that it does okay. The new Garfield movie. Chris Pratt, our favorite voice actor. We already talked about this, didn't we? We talked about him playing Mario and then somebody oh, yeah, Garfield, about I think. Yeah, I think so. For Garfield, it's one that I don't think is going to be as good as the live action one, only because back in the 2000s, they were unhinged and they wrote some good jokes. I feel like this is just going to be a toned down illumination version of a beloved character that is played by Chris Pratt because apparently there wasn't anyone else better. So there's that. Wait, is this actually Illumination? I, I just called it Illumination because that's what the style it seems. Sony Pictures, yep. So okay. whatever. Yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson playing Garfield's dad too, by the way. I didn't know Garfield had a dad, so. I... <laughs> I'm bothered more, I think, by Chris Pratt playing Garfield than Chris Pratt playing Mario. <laughs> yes. I is that know. because, just... is that, oh, I shouldn't be holding up a knife. Why are you holding a knife? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's my fidget, okay? I Is that because we have a mind, well, I okay. I was going to say, is it because we have a Bill Murray in our head of, of the lazy, lazy voice? But you're, I, I, we watched, I think I sent you a video of the history of Garfield voices and how yeah. it's supposed to sound lazy. It's supposed to sound, well, 
normal i don't want whatever whatever garfield says normal i want lasagna, lasagna. like an old guy and chris Chris pratt is so joyful that kind of worked mm-hmm. for mario but it does not work for no. for garfield kingdom of the planet of the apes first off a mouthful but second i watched through the the planet of the apes trilogy i really liked it it's one that the cgi still holds up and i'm excited for this one even though spoiler alert it doesn't follow the same characters but for good reason i'm excited because it takes an old theme of the planet of the apes if you watch the originals they were kind of wacky and creepy and time travely and otherworldly this is more of a grounded version that's devolved into what the original was so the original was humans are being hunted by monkeys which is the opposite of what happened in our world where humans hunted the monkeys but now there's like a there's a a virus that has made humans dumber and back to and and de de evolve and so the kingdom of the planet of the apes trailer shows monkeys capturing humans the same way that they did back in the original story of it so in one sense it's a return to a return to the old ways but it's obviously not the original story from the books and from the original series that's still interesting to me i do kind of want to watch the 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 original the new original trilogy because that seemed like a pretty good story and it seemed really good mm-hmm. and i I think in comparison to like Kung Fu Panda 4, I think that this one works better is that like it's a naturally evolving story and it's more like a saga Mm -hmm. because like the first trilogy from my understanding was like pretty succinct. It's like the origin. And this one seems to be more of a natural exploration and expansion of that. So it looks good. Hopefully it does well. Yeah, I got not much on it either. I have never really been into those movies, but this based off of the hype from this one, it may be the one to get me into them because I've got a lot of friends at college that are going to be watching it. So I might go with them and then I'm going to be lost and then I'm going to try and find my way in the original trilogy. Andy Serkis is another one of those directors who, if he has a hand in the production, it's going to be pretty good. And and he has his mocap in this and his acting of Caesar throughout the trilogy was so good. I loved it. Well, Seth, Andy Serkis was the one to direct Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So you have a point that <laughs> not everything that a person does, if they if they have a few good things, means that everything is good. Yeah, that one threw me. Like, why was why was he part of Venom? Let there be I don't know. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, you thought that Indiana Jones was actually going to be something because of James Mangold. So yeah, I did. there's yeah, my. I did. Yeah, we all have our moments. All of our moments. Inside Out 2. I have a bone to pick with Inside Out 2. What's that It bone? is Disney. Modern Gosh. day Disney making a sequel to Inside Out 2 talking about puberty. Where do you think this story is going to go? How do you expect them not to talk about puberty in a worldly way? Even to go as far as Riley exploring her sexuality and her which gender she's attracted to and things like that. I guarantee... If they made Turning Red the way they did, there is no way they don't touch on that in Inside Out 2. And that ruins it for me because Inside Out was a great movie. It was just objective, in your mind. What could these emotions be like? Personifying them, giving them a journey. That was fun. I think this is going to go off the rails and become another woke Disney movie that parents should not bring their kids to see. That is my bold prediction. I am standing by it. And I will be happy to be proven wrong and have this movie redeemed. But I would put money that that's what's going to happen. How much? (laughs) How much? (laughs) How much? No, I I may be one of the people betting against you, Seth. Now, my high hopes are not high, but just from looking at, like, the cast list and from what I'm hearing, it's not going to be about attraction. It's more going to be about dealing with anxiety and mental health Mm. problems. That's what I have heard, but I am still... And you expect... 
and you expect them to do a good job with that or to just I say go to know. your therapist i see okay i think i think that it has the ability to be good and talk about emotions yeah. in a way that possibly teenagers would be able to understand because emotions are confusing and i think that it is feasible that if they're not going the route of trying to push some sort of agenda about who or if people are attracted to anything or anyone if they don't go that route it has the potential and it is feasible that they would be able to put out a good movie that is just exploring like what fear what anxiety and what some of these new emotions that you come across are it's possible but I still think that it's a smaller chance than it being a crap movie, truthfully. But I am saying yeah. that there is, I think there is a little bit of, of, of hope. So I'm not down in the dumps about it. Because, yeah. I mean, the main, so, so previous, the, the first Inside Out, it followed Joy. Amy, Amy Poehler, Poehler, mm -hmm. is that her name? I don't know how to say her last name. I think Parks it's Poehler. Parks and Rec Lady, yeah. She was Joy. She's still Joy, but we're actually following, following Anxiety. Like, that's, that's the main character. That's who we're following. Mm -hmm. So anxiety could go a lot of ways, but I think, I think Maya Hockey, I think is her name. <laughs> hockey. 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 Hawk. Maya Hawk. I don't know. Yes, Hawk. Yeah, Maya Hawk. I, I think Hockey is a cooler name. I think she should. It is. I don't know. I, I think she could do good. Did you guys hear that uh, Jessica Biel will not name her son Batmo? Oh, that's too bad. Why? Batmobile. R slash whoosh. Sorry, I had to make that one. <laughs> I was gonna say though, that to Inside Out 2. Just that I thought the first one was a great standalone concept film, so for the most part I just don't see the need for the sequel. Yes. Again, another why movie. I think the way the the it's not even post-credits. It was the during-credits scene. My dad loves that scene. I think that was the way to tell the story beyond the first movie, was just that five-minute clip that Pixar did so well of what's inside a dog's mind, what's inside a cat's mind, what's inside a bus driver's mind, all those things. Just gave you a little taste of what was beyond Riley's brain. And I don't think, I mean, we'll still be in Riley's mind, but I think that was the extent of the story and another Y movie. Not another Y movie, at least I don't think. A Quiet Place Day One. Zach, mm. you love The Quiet Place. What I are do. your thoughts on this one? It's going to be, spinoffs are risky. You know, mm. we're going to be following a new family or a new group of characters in this one. So, I mean, it could, I don't know. And with John Krasinski not at the wheel, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more optimistic than cautious, but... Isn't Emily think, Blunt still in it? No, she's not in this one. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought she was. Let me look it up. Emily Blunt is listed in the cast on Google. That doesn't mean anything. Also, Melissa Simmons is also in it. I, I think this is Google. But yeah, I know. Google is not always trustworthy. It's They said that Wolverine was going to be an endgame, so... Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. How do you say that? How do you say that guy's name? Jimin Hansu? Yeah, uh, something Joseph like that. Quinn. Joseph Quinn is in it. He's a, a fan. Oh favorite. yeah, yeah. She's not in it. It's just Google telling you. Lupita Nyong'o. Again, sorry for butchering their names. Shocker! You can't trust Google. I think Jimon Hansu might be the only connection to the first two films because he showed up. Yeah, because he was one, so. he was in the second one. I need to rewatch. Yeah, the second he was. One. Yeah, both of them so good. If you haven't seen them, yeah. go watch them. We have an episode <laughs> on think, them. Yeah, we do. Go listen to it. I think I was talking to my little brother, Luke, and he is like, I don't like the Quiet Place episodes. They're too dumb and stupid. And I'm like, 
Zach walk out. Zach's our walkout <laughs> character. Despicable Me 4, another Y movie. All four of them were Y movies. Despicable Me should have never been. Okay, that's a hot take that a lot of people will disagree with you. <sighs> nah, this is my hot take. There's nothing good from them except for Vector. Victor, whatever you want to call him, it doesn't matter. Truthfully, he is the only good thing that I think that came from Despicable Me. Yeah, I would, and I would say the minions. Cringe, but... They could have been cool. Minions could have been cool. I think, like the just the idea of minions could have been cool. But yeah. Facebook moms, they kind of ruined that one. I can't blame. <laughs> I can't blame Despicable Me for that. But yeah. I, I really am. Not a fan of Despicable Me at all. Maybe it's because whenever I was babysitting some a local family, that's all they'd watch. So there, there is a little bit of bias there because it was on all the time. But I do think that I still held that opinion within the first few times I watched it. Yeah. Now, did I still I, enjoy it in theaters because I enjoyed making fun of it? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's about it. Yeah. The they're all all the movies are stupid funny. And it's like, why am I laughing at this? But it's still like, you know, it's kind of funny. I think the first Despicable Me was really crazy with the amount of big names they got into it. I didn't realize Russell Brand was Dr. Nefario. That oh, was yeah. something that was a lot of fun to watch the behind the scenes of. Will Arnett was Doctor was Mr. Perkins, and he was like the mm. big fat man. Like Will Arnett is talented, along with a lot of other names that I think Jason Siegel is Vector. Man, good stuff. From what I remember, the first two are surprisingly heartfelt for Illumination films, but after mm. that, they're just kind of all the toilet humor. In the Minions movie too, it's just all the toilet humor you'd expect from illumination yeah. and i know despicable me 3 was the one movie of oh you have a secret twin brother that's lame story writing that's not good like make something creative deadpool 3 this could yeah. be interesting it's ryan reynolds it's ryan reynolds <laughs> i i hesitate talking about deadpool 3 on here because they are yeah. known for being raunchy this is true that is their whole point the two movies that have come out well three actually the the deadpool christmas version that was pg-13 uh, that movie existing shows what Deadpool is all about. It's about being raunchy. It's about swearing. It's about sex and somehow tying into the MCU now. I don't know. It's got Wolverine in it now. Again, I'm not going to, I really, this is one that I, I would put a caution on for a lot of people. I rarely say watch or don't watch movies because we want to be respectful of people's convictions. But the this Deadpool uh, is one that is like, really really be careful borderlining just don't watch it like it's not really going to be anything you, you you benefit from it is not a movie that anyone in their right mind can like suggest as a christian and this is this is josh talking but yeah. i i don't think mm -hmm. any christian can watch it without like without in that moment being i don't know dirty about it like it's not mm -hmm. a clean movie it's not something that i would suggest to anyone with with being a stumbling block. I don't think that's something yeah. that you can do. So when I say that I am going to watch the movie, I don't want anyone else to watch it. This is me mm -hmm. partaking in something that I don't 100% agree with, and you can get on me about that. But we will see if I finish the movie. That's the thing. There you go. Because there is a point where it gets to be too much. And mm -hmm. if if I watch it and we watch make an episode on it, or I mention it, I'll let you know, hey, it was too much. Mm -hmm. But we, we will see. I am yeah. excited only because... I love Wolverine, and I really want it. I haven't seen the other two De Deadpools. Or no, I watched the first Deadpool, but I didn't finish it. Okay. But I do want to see Hugh Jackman 
play as Wolverine one more time. I think yeah. that's going to be a tough one for a lot of fans, especially with those who share our convictions. And I felt that is like Wolverine and Hugh Jackman have been hand in hand for over two decades. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with that? Do you go? Do you go see the movie because it's it's a one. One last hurrah, even though Logan was supposed to be one last hurrah, is like, I don't know. That's how X-Men kind of goes this sometimes, is though. This torn here, because I love Wolverine. I love I love Hugh Jackman in it, and I think Ryan Reynolds is great. I love him in a lot of movies. Free Guy, is that's like one of the top movies <laughs> that I love him in. It's super funny, and I'm excited to see how he makes the movie just a Ryan Reynolds movie, but I'm also Mm -hmm. nervous on how he makes it a Ryan Reynolds movie because truth be told, as much as I like the guy, he is not good with his tongue and he does not have a Christian mouth by any means. At all. At all. You can't expect Christian values from non-Christian people. Bars. I more than likely won't be seeing it if it's just going to be another Deadpool movie. But you know, fans have wanted mm-hmm. fans have wanted to see this Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, Wolverine, Deadpool team up for a long time, and fans have wanted mm-hmm. to see Wolverine in the suit for a long time. So it's cool to see all that finally happening, and all the multiverse shenanigans probably going to be pretty fun. There's some yeah. wasteland that we've seen set photos of with like a destroyed 20th century fox and bunch of weird stuff like that so they're going crazy with this one but i mean if it's going to be another deadpool movie i'm probably not going so yeah they're usually pretty meta about that that's what makes them funny last one for today we are going to split this into a two-parter because we like talking about this stuff and i don't really want to cut anything out so the last one that i don't know when this one is releasing what, what are we leaving you guys at for time august 9th is when borderlands releases josh have you played borderlands i think josh no. might have played Borderlands. oh no no he has not okay actually. i've been wrong I have not i this is this might be one of the movies where it's like okay this is coming out i gotta binge four games three games how many games are there i don't even know but like i, I watched i've seen a few posters about it and i love the art style of the game and i am i'm excited about this because jack black is in it and i feel like he could make the movie he could mm-hmm. make it like he he made he made super mario bros don't get me wrong chris <laughs> pratt he he did a great job as Mario, but but let's be honest. The star of the show is when Jack Black was playing as Bowser, singing about peaches. It's the greatest thing since probably like last year. I mean, there's okay. some pretty cool things happening. I mean, but it's it was pretty great. It was pretty great, yeah. and I'm stoked for this movie. Borderlands is a four four game series. I have one of them, and I want to play it to at least get an idea of what the vibe of the story is. But yeah, it's another video game adaptation that. I don't know. We've had hit or miss, but they've kind of been getting better recently. So I'm interested to see that, especially knowing a little bit of the story going into it. Yeah, from my understanding is the fact that like the the Borderlands the Borderlands is like a it's like a near future kind of like punk esque type of video game. There's like the first mm-hmm. two that were really 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 well received. I've heard that Borderlands three was like bad, and then another thing that a lot of a lot of people talk about was the Telltale. Like, oh man, Telltale when they were pump their stuff out that was good but yeah tells it oh, yeah. stuff and i know that i know that telltale they made a game about the series and that was really 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 liked so yeah i think what's going to be interesting about the borderlands movie is if they'll follow this art style because that's really what it's known for is how how it looks and the kind of cell shading that it has but yeah so there we go we got through july so over half of the year i think that's doable for part one and two we got we do have less movies to talk about but we have we're going to talk about shows in the next episode too so stay tuned for that 
I think it, we're going to have some good... I, I think I'll finish off part one of this episode, movie 2024 predictions. Realizing that there is not a lot of crazy movies coming out this year. Like last year, we had a Christopher Nolan movie. We had Barbie, which I don't know that we knew was going to be as big as it was. We had Mission Impossible. We had a bunch of crazy big ones this year. Deadpool 3 and what? I don't know that there's going to be any billion dollar movies. Billion dollar is usually usually the mark of success. I'm looking at this list and I'm like, I don't know what's going to what's going to be the the one that hits the charts. So, I I don't think I'm not any ex- of them are making it a billion. I think it's just going to be a quiet year for movies. I, really I think do. Deadpool 3 will I think Deadpool 3 will make a billion. I don't think so. You don't think so. What did the other two make? Just like as an R-rated jo- film, Joker could. they don't usually make as much. So How much did the first Joker make? Doom oh. Part 2 might. And oh, like some of these sure. it depends on like how well received they are. Like I could see Dune Part 2. Like here's some ones that I think could make some really really make really make bank. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes if it's really good. Dune Part 2 and maybe Kung Fu Panda 4 if it's really really good. Maybe even mm-hmm. Godzilla X-Kong if pe- enough people just go to watch it for pleasure. But Joker also might. Joker might. But Deadpool 1 and 2 both made 780 million. Actually very very close. Like they're within So that is pretty impressive. One, they're they're within 3 million dollars of each other for the box office. So their average is is 7 700 million, 800 million, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. But yeah, I don't know I think it'll be interesting coming back at the end to to look back on the year, but kind of a toned down year. We're going to take it easy this year. We're going to see what what pops up and review it all with discernment and one eye. I don't, we got to figure out a tagline. I I still think Josh is uh, friends with, what did you say? (laughs) I said we should be the the fantastic film friends or... (laughs) for sure <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening or watching make sure you buy some merch in the link to the description follow our social share with your friends and make sure you come back next week for part two know that you are loved god bless adios peace out brethren bye bye buddy hope you find your dad